Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are part of the Lighthouse family, be it on-site with us weekly or tuning in online, we'd love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Ely. It's on all our social media platforms. I hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Enjoy the message. So, this morning I'm bringing you something that God has been speaking to me about over the last few months. And as always when I'm up here, it's something that God's spoken to me specifically about. And then I just have the privilege of getting to share that with you. And so, my word this morning is about the treasure in you. I hope this morning that you're reminded... And you come away feeling that no matter what's going on, what's been and what's to come, that God loves you and cares for you. And he has blessed us with the free gift of salvation and the promise of eternal life with him if we choose to follow him. That's it. I could finish there, couldn't I? Just, that's it. Those of you that know me or didn't know me or saw me a few months ago, I said to Thomas, I'm going to get it in there, that I broke my foot in April And I'm sure I'd have told you, because I told everybody. But that's when this word started to be stirred up in me, because I spent a lot of time doing nothing, and resting, and recovering. And during this time, I felt God remind me that just because I felt, and looked, and actually was broken, that wasn't how he saw me. And God always uses our circumstances for good. And I hope today this word encourages you, as I have been encouraged over the last few months and walked through stuff with him. I just got a little prop, if Thomas could bring it up. You might think, what on earth does she bring this for? Hopefully it doesn't fall off there. And you might know exactly why I bought a pot, um, or you might, you're going to find out why I did. It's just a way of helping you remember what I say, because you'll remember that time that Rosie bought a old cracked pot up onto the stage when she was preaching. So let us look at the passage that um, I want to speak about, which is in Corinthians. And this book in the New Testament, like most of the other letters, um, or a lot of the other letters, was written by a guy called Paul, who's an apostle. And he wrote to the people in a place called Corinth, because they were being influenced by the culture around them. And he didn't write to them to convict them or make them feel bad, but to remind them in love of the foundational truths that they have in God. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, and this is from the Good News translation. It says, The God who said, Out of darkness the light shall shine, is the same God who made his light shine in our hearts, to bring us the knowledge of God's glory shining in the face of Christ. Yet we who have this spiritual treasure are like common clay pots, in order to show that the supreme power belongs to God, not to us. We are often troubled, but not crushed, sometimes in doubt, but never in despair. There are many enemies, but we are never without a friend, and though badly hurt at times, we are not destroyed. At all times, we carry in our mortal bodies the death of Jesus, so that his life also may be seen in our bodies. Throughout our lives, we are always in danger of death for Jesus' sake in order that his life may be seen in this mortal body of ours. This means that death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Then we jump to verse 16. It says, For this reason, we, may, we never become discouraged, even though our physical being is gradually decaying, yet our spiritual being is renewed day after day. And this small and temporary trouble we suffer will bring us a tremendous and external glory, much greater than the trouble. For we fix our attention not on the things that are seen, but on the things that are unseen. 
What can be seen lasts only for a time, but what cannot be seen lasts forever. Here in this scripture, Paul uses the image of an old clay, common clay pot. And today you might be sitting there thinking you feel a little bit like this old pot. Maybe you feel a bit broken, you're tired or weary, damaged and a bit crumbly. And God, through Paul, who wrote this 2,000-ish years ago, to speak to his intended audience then, speaks to us today, which is amazing. And that's because the Bible is God-breathed, and it's an ever-living word for us to hold on to through every season of our lives. And truly, I do encourage you to read it. And the more you read it, the more you get from it, and the more you get to know God and he'll speak to you through it. And even if you've read that scripture a hundred times, he can still reveal something new to you when you read it again. Clay pots, like this one, were used commonly in Bible times, meaning that the people Paul was writing to in Corinth would have understood what he was talking about, and they'd have been able to relate to the words he wrote. They were cheap to make, meaning they were used for many purposes, and each household probably would have had quite a lot of them. And they're made of the earth, basic free material. But a clay pot is fragile. If I knocked that off, it would probably break or a piece would break off. Clay pots were handmade, just like we are. And the pot in this scripture represents us. There are many references in the Bible to God being the potter and us being the clay. He made us and he molds us and shapes us. The clay doesn't turn itself into a pot, doesn't get like that by itself. The potter does that. God is creator and we are created. We're his workmanship and his masterpiece. Don't know if anyone's ever tried to make a pot, but I don't think it's easy. Society often tells us all kinds of lies about who we are. The world says we need to look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain type of person. But the Bible is clear in explaining who we are in him. By referring to us as jars of clay, Paul makes it clear that we're all unique. We come in different shapes, sizes, colours, and we, have, we even have different uses. Jars of clay don't all look the same. The potter, God, is the artist. He is purposefully, purposeful in how he shapes, moulds, details, and designs each part of you. There is beauty in each jar of clay, even the cracked ones. So, what does this spiritual treasure, what is that? What is he talking about? Treasure, to me, when I think about treasure, I think about pirate treasure chest, something that's of great worth or value, something that you want. And that treasure is our salvation. The treasure is the gospel of Jesus, that he died for us while we were still sinners so that we can spend eternity with him. And he places that treasure in us, vessels that are fragile, that will break, crumble, and ultimately will no longer exist. Paul was saying that inside our earthly bodies is something far more valuable than this, our soul, our salvation. And very often we can focus on our container, the pot, what we look like, and we can forget about our eternal value. In Ephesians 1.18, again, it's Paul writing, and he says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are rich and glorious, sorry, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. 
the love and grace he gives to us goes beyond our circumstances, thank goodness, because we'll get it wrong and we will mess up and do things to hurt other people and hurt ourselves. And we may feel really far away from God at times, but the truth is we are never far away from him if he lives in our hearts. You might feel broken today, damaged, fragile. You may feel that when others look at you, all they see is this common old pot. But that isn't how God sees you. And I hope if you feel like this today, that you can have a fresh revelation of who you are and who made you and how precious you are to your heavenly father who chose you and places his treasure inside you. He's the king of kings. That's what the Bible says, the Lord of lords. And can you imagine getting treasure from a real king? How much that would be worth? Not that God's not real. A king, an earthly king. Um, And how much more this treasure is worth than that. And to allow God's light to shine out of us, we need to place our confidence in his truths, not our own ability, because we'll fail if we do that. Many times in my life and our life as a family, we've had to hand things over to God because they've just been too much for us to carry by ourselves. And I know life can be incredibly painful at times and we're not promised of an easy ride just because we're Christians. That says in verse 8 in Corinthians, we are often troubled but not crushed, sometimes in doubt but never in despair. There are many enemies but we are never without a friend. And though badly hurt at times, we are not destroyed. What a hope that gives us, a confident hope that the troubles we face in this life are just temporary. Our brokenness ushers a humility that will enable us to surrender to him and lean on him. God mends us when we're broken and when we feel crushed and lonely, he can bring healing to our lives in areas where we felt guilt and shame and loss And we must never be afraid to ask for his help because he says it's there for us. We can ask him to fill us with his Holy Spirit. That's the treasure, that gift, and his promises that he gives us freely, his children, as his children. When we take our eyes off ourselves and put them on God, that light will be able to shine out of us. You might not feel very shiny uh, at times. But the Corinthian scripture says, out of darkness, out of that dark place, the light will shine. We do have so much to be thankful for in Christ. And we need to remember that that salvation is the treasure, which brings light in a dark world or our difficult circumstances. You might not feel like full of treasure. You might feel a bit like this. And I do understand it's hard sometimes, and we often have to remind ourselves of this blessing, especially when we're going through a rough time. I've got three things I want to remind you, or um, are pointers of encouragement this morning. Number one is that we must live in his fullness. Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 19 says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. 
then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Wow. Let's make God home in our hearts. Allow him in. Allow him to heal you and work through you. For it says, because we have this spiritual treasure in us, the supreme power belongs to God and not to us. Thank goodness for that. There's been many times in my life, and I'm sure others would say the same, have testimonies of where I know it's only been through God's power in me that's helped the light shine and kept me going. And if you experience the love of God, then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life. You'll have fulfillment, contentment, and true joy. When that light uh, shines through us, it will shine out of us. And that means we can radiate that light to other people. And how, um, what a privilege it is to be able to share that with other people, especially knowing the hope that that brings in your life when you see someone else that doesn't know Jesus or they're going through a rough time, because we have God's treasure in us, we can radiate Jesus to them. Number two, remember that he is for you. God really does want what's best for us. He's our friend and he's on our side. He's like, I thought, he's like the ultimate best friend, isn't he? Someone who has your back, who's always encouraging you, cheering you on, maybe telling you when you need to go in a different direction because he wants what's best for us and he fights for us on our behalf. He parted the seas for Moses and he always fulfills his promises. He's never failed and he won't ever fail. He sent his son to die for you. And he loves you. And I hope you know that. And if you don't, please speak to me afterwards because I'd love you to know the Jesus that I do. The more we get to know God, like I said, through reading his word, praying, worshipping, the more we get to know his character. Just like when you get to know a person, you then understand what God's like and how much he cares for you. Number three, his favor is on you. Psalm 84 verse 11 to 12 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows, which means to give as a gift, favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Blessed is the one who trusts in him. I read that the favor of God can be described as a divine kindness or an act of true compassion on the part of God himself towards undeserved recipients. His grace that we get is unmerited favor. We didn't deserve it because of our sin. But through his grace and our salvation through Christ's death, we have God's favor, which is pretty great news, isn't it? There's no one else's favor that I'd want. That's right. You know when you want to have someone's favor, it feels good, doesn't it? And we get the ultimate favor of God on our lives. There's nothing we can do to earn it or get a little bit more favor than somebody else because he loves us all the same and he died for me and for you. He'd have died just if it was only you here on this earth because he loves us. We get his favor because he delights in us and he wants to give us good things, like a parent who wants to give their children good things. Understanding that we have God's favor, honor, and grace empowers us and gives us strength to get through times where we feel weak, like a crumbly old pot 
that is fragile. So, I'm not very long this morning, already on the last page, you'll be pleased to know. Um, so, I want to remind you of what I've said this morning. We are freely given this spiritual treasure that is in us. So don't waste this opportunity. Don't run away and hide just because you might feel broken or worthless. Because the truth is opposite. We are valued and loved more than we could ever imagine. And the promises of God are that even though we are often troubled, we are not crushed. Sometimes in doubt, but never in despair. There are many enemies, but we are never without a friend. And though badly hurt at times, we are not destroyed. Thank God for that. I love the part where it says we are never without a friend. Because you can feel really alone at times. But if God lives with you, you're not. These things on earth that we go through when we feel broken and we get chipped at are just temporary and our reward is eternal. Live in his fullness, knowing you are a child of the king of kings. Knowing he is for you and that his favor is on you. And he's given you his spirit, the spiritual treasure that is worth more than we could imagine. Invite him in. It's easy to do that. You just need to ask him to come in and live with you and help you through life. And you might not be a Christian here. You might never have asked Jesus to live, into, um, live in your heart or help you. Or like me, you've been a Christian for a long time and you still might feel a little bit like a pot and a bit broken and crushed. So today I ask, if you feel like that, invite him in again to refresh you and give you a fresh outpouring of his spirit in your life, a fresh revelation of who he is and his love for you. That can all sound, it all sounds lovely, doesn't it, for me to stand up there and say it, but when I broke my foot, I really did, God really spoke to me through that time where I, I, did, I was actually broken, but I wasn't because he loves me. And although we might feel like we keep failing, we can't get it right, God's with us. He promises never to leave us, ever. And I hope that you can um, know that there's that spiritual treasure in you too. I'm wrapping up, Sam. Let's see. I want to encourage you that as we close and come back to worship God, that you remember all the promises of him and that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You might not feel like you can, you know, when you get up in the morning, you might feel like you can't do it because you're broken or you're weary, tired, but you can. And God gives us a purpose because he purposefully made you to be where you're at. No one else is you. No one else has your life. And God's our friend, and he wants to walk alongside us in this life. And I'm grateful that God spoke to me about this and has brought me on this journey through. And it doesn't mean that you get it right all the time and suddenly you feel great because you know there's a treasure in you. It might be a daily thing you have to remind yourself and pray about and ask someone else to pray for you, that you can be reminded of this treasure. And I pray that God will enable you to share that with others too because we live in a broken world and it can be dark 
and tricky at times. But we've got, you know, we've got God on our side. I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray for you as we um, enter in. And as we worship um, through this song, I really pray that you will enter in and know that the presence of God is here with us. Lord, I thank you for speaking to us. Something so simple, a clay pot. But what's in us is more than we could ever imagine. Lord, I thank you for giving us your spiritual treasure. I thank you for our salvation. And I thank you for your grace and love and care. And I pray today that if there's people here that don't know you, that they will know you. That they will be boldly approach you. Step out in confidence and learn that you love them and you treasure them. Lord, and I thank you that there's many people here that know you and have a relationship with you. But I pray that if they're feeling they're weary or broken, that you will refresh them. Lord, give us that fresh outpouring of your spirit so that we can feel empowered, that we know and are reminded that you care for us and you died for us so that we may live freely on this earth. I pray your spirit will come and live in our hearts. We invite you in so that you can live in our hearts, Lord. I thank you for all the blessings you give us, that we don't deserve this, but you give it. And I thank you for that. I thank you that you are the ultimate best friend in this life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.